0: Hello and welcome to No Low Time, Episode 7. My name is Obed Velez, I'm one of your hosts, and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young.
1: What's up, guys? What's good? So good to be here back with you. Thank you for making us a special part of your day by listening to the No Low Time podcast. It's our pleasure to be here with you. Uh, I know uh, last week we had a lot of fun talking about E3, and I think we're still kind of getting over... Uh, all the news and information that came out of e three and and just letting kind of the dust
0: settle right obed yeah, there was a lot of that uh that came out after after the show was done. Uh, I think this week we're gonna take it a little bit easier, a little bit softer on video games we're gonna gonna Definitely. try and unwind yeah it's been uh it's been a crazy week, and we're just gonna we're just gonna get let the dust settle, and I know that in the coming weeks we'll have a lot more video game news that will come out and a lot of updates on those release dates uh, that we're giving on the show. So uh Joel, what's up man? What you been up to?
1: Yeah, yeah. So so uh you know this last weekend I kinda got I guess inspired by E3 to finally get back into gaming <laughs> which you know I, I, I I'm I don't consider myself necessarily a gamer, but I do at the same time. The reason I don't is because at heart at heart, I really love to play games, but in reality, I don't have as much time as, or I don't dedicate enough time, I guess you'd say, to gaming as I'd like to. Mm. Um, so you know, weekends are the time where I can get get my time in. During the week, it's nearly impossible to do it. Um, so, so this weekend, I went in and I played in a game that's been out for a while, um, which is Little Big Planet 3. Uh, PS Plus had that for free a while back. Uh, so I grabbed it most of the games unless I'm not really that interested in them. Yeah I've played Little Big Planet One. Uh, I played half of Little Big Planet 2. and I also played Little Big Planet on PSP actually. Um, okay. And I I think that says in itself that I'm actually a fan of that franchise. I really think it's it's just a fun, classic uh, in, interesting. Different kind of game. It takes something that seems very simple, <laughs> this little Sackboy character, and yet makes you makes it lovable. Kind of like the way Nintendo does with their Mario and Yoshi characters. The way they made Sackboy PlayStation was he um, became very integral to to PlayStation, especially during the PlayStation Three days.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he was, was. And definitely so, yeah,
1: different. yeah, definitely, definitely. And and so I I got in playing Little Big Planet three. And I really like it. Um, I like the 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 advances they did with it. the the is actually interesting because you're usually just focused on just these you know puzzle style layouts of you know figuring figuring out where you're gonna go, what you're gonna do. It's it's very intuitive kind of game. Um, but not only is that part fun, but it's also cool when you can sit back and actually like laugh at the story. They always make it very humorous for kids, but it's not. So, kitty, that as an adult, you're you know you check out or anything it has a nice balance to it, uh, just a good fun time. So it's a game I would recommend to people to play, just to kick back on a weekend and play a little bit of Planet, it, whether it's one, two, or three. But I would recommend three a lot, especially the thing about three that would is fun is if you're playing like with a family member or friend, um, it, it's I think it's more fun that way just because you know they have this ability now where there's four different. Uh, other characters th- that they had in the game, you know, toggle and these other different characters. And one that looks like a bird the Fly swoop, I think, is the name of it.
0: Swoop,
1: yeah, yeah. So, so it's each of them have their own unique abilities. Not just sack boy, but you have these other, um, you know, sack characters. So playing them together is a lot of fun. But if you have someone else with you playing with you, you can kind of go back and forth between the two of you um, teaming up rather than just letting the CPU trying to help you out. Um, so I actually did end up playing it with a family member, and I thought that was a lot of fun. So, so yeah, I, a little bit of playing it. Three guys, hit it up.
0: Yes, I, I played one for for a little bit. I I, I was there was something that gameplay wise didn't um, click with me, and I think it was that the jump was kind of floaty on the first one for sure on the first one yeah so i played it for a little bit and i i mean what i played i enjoyed um and i haven't gone back to the series so um if uh, yeah i mean i totally forgot that three was was free on ps plus a while back there's so many games on ps plus man i it's good i'm, I'm never gonna keep up <laughs> with it.
1: which i which is why i'd say it's a good value because i mean even though Absolutely. like some of the games aren't great you're still getting games all the time
0: absolutely and and I did the smart thing I actually because I didn't have PS plus for most of when I owned the my PS3 I got PS plus when I got my Vita so this was back in 2014 right and 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 when I got when I got PS plus I started grabbing uh, because they they I think they kept the same PS4 uh at games on ps plus for for a few months it was like for like four or five months i think yeah um, yeah there's nothing else on ps4 I had just come out and and uh, so i had it since ps4 came out pretty much and i start i just started grabbing all those games and now um every time i go in my library it's like well i'm never gonna play you know apotheon or you know uh tearaway which i know that tearaway is supposed to be great yeah, um, but I I never played it. I heard the uh, for some reason a lot of people saying that the Vita version was better than the PS4 version before because it it uses the entire device for the game mechanics. But I man, it's so many so many PS Plus games that I never So get, many games I never get to. Uh which actually um for me Joel um real quick, I mean it, it my, my week wasn't uh super crazy. But uh, speaking of P- P- PS Plus, I did play a little bit of, um, oh, my God, Resogun. Oh, that's <laughs> a good game, one. The game escaped my, it was like, I was going to say uh, Stardust, but it's same developer, wrong game. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but I uh, played some Resogun because there's an HDR patch that came out, and I wanted to see it on HDR. And ah, uh, that game looks great, man, on HDR. Nice. Uh, whenever, whenever you use the bomb or whenever you use the uh, uh, the the power up, um, it it just when you get all that you know lightning bolt effect, lightning bolt effects, and and uh, all the colors on the screen and all the lighting. Oh, it looks
1: fantastic. Nice. Yeah. And I
0: hadn't played it on PS4 in a long time. I I have the Vita version too um, because it was both they were both free on on PS Plus. Actually, the Vita version was free when it came out if you own the ps4 version so it was cross by basically so since i had grabbed it on ps4 i was able to get it on the vita and vita it looks really good it just runs at 30 fps but man just playing it on ps4 without fluidity and, and and that controller oh man yeah, so yeah. yeah 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 The only the other eventful thing that uh that i did and i wanna I'm going to use this to kind of transition into something else, into something new, guys. We're going to try and do a review uh, on the show of a, of an actual device. We're going to do it. So, so Joe, I watched Ghostbusters 2016.
1: Oh, man. This is going to be good. I can't wait to hear this. All
0: right. So, you know, uh, this movie got a lot of hate, and, uh, you know, uh, a lot of haters out there were, oh, why is... Why is this movie being made? And James Rolfe, uh, aka the angry video game nerd, made a video saying, "Well, I'm not going to watch this movie," and and that caused an uproar. And you know, you got you know actual celebrities like tweeting about what James Rolfe said and and being very negative. Oh, why? You know, because you're sexist and it's like, no, James is a nice guy. And and you know, a lot. And I I never met james i would love to but uh you know everyone that's met him have said the same thing that he's the nicest guy so and and i i he really likes a little, he knows a lot about movies and filmmaking so you know every time he has an opinion on on a movie i i really like to watch it so i i watched this joe with an open mind i was like all right i'm gonna sit down I'm gonna watch this with my family, and and we're gonna keep. I'm gonna keep an open mind, and and we'll see. We'll see where this goes, right? Um, I found that it was actually pretty entertaining. It was. Huh. It was funny. Some, I mean, it had some cringy humor, like some cringy girl humor here and there, uh, but it. You know a bit. The movie, um that movie. I mean, it wasn't phenomenal, but I think it was fine. I, I I'd watch it again. Hey, yeah.
1: I, that's not what I was expecting at all. Okay. I was not expecting. <laughs> I. This, by the way, guys, this is news <laughs> to me because he didn't tell me what he was, what he was going to talk about in the what's up section. Neither did I tell him really much. So. I did not know that you saw this movie and I I thought for sure you were gonna say something negative about it. So for you to respond and say that you actually found it uh, fun, I guess would be the word. You yeah, know, yeah it in its own manner, like you know. Exactly. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, so like I said, I went I went to it with an open mind and you know, I, with all the controversy, I was like, Well, and reviews weren't necessarily terrible. You know, this wasn't this wasn't you know uh, Transformers: Age of Extinction bad reviews. <laughs> it, it, this was this was more like right in the middle, like more more of a Batman v Superman kind of kind of deal with the reviews. Um, that, so I really uh uh-huh, Go ahead. Yeah, no, I that's the thing. Like, I
1: a lot of these movies that people crack on and whatnot, like they don't. The reviews may may only be like even if it says like the film is sixty percent. actually not a bad review like that's six out of ten people actually liked it that's more than half of the people actually like something
0: so that's good yeah and and you know the thing is that I in I the the original Ghostbusters to me is a very special movie it's it's one of those movies that I remember going to the video store with my dad and my dad is like hey pick a movie and I picked Ghostbusters, and and I watched it on VHS, and you know it was one of those things that uh, that's very special to me, and and I I have it. I never bought, I never rebought them on Blu-ray. I do have the uh, the DVD two-pack uh, that came out that came that has like a collectible uh, book and 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 one that came came in a green case. So I have that on DVD, but I never rebought them on Blu-ray. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a special movie. So and and you know it's funny. The visual effects for its time were you know phenomenal. It's like wow, ghosts are real because you're watching it in the movie. And it looks so real. Um, this one, you know, the CG looks really CG, and you can you know yeah. you can tell. So so the visual effects on this movie were not we're not top notch you can definitely tell uh, that some of the budget went somewhere else or you know Sony was either holding bad budget back budget i'm not i'm not sure what the budget for this movie was but i don't think I it was i thought it was pretty high yeah i i don't, i think it was pretty high too um and you know what i'm assuming that most of everyone gotten didn't get a lot of money to make this movie uh, it mostly it probably mostly went on on visual effects but like even even like for today's standard, compared to the original Ghostbusters, I think the visual effects overall in the original Ghostbusters are actually better, uh, with the exception. I yeah, with the exception of the scene where uh, the uh, Hellhound or, or Zool is, is running around uh, when 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 he breaks out of the apartment building and it's running around and they go into sent uh, you know he's, the the is. Chasing uh, Louis Tully around and 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 going, they go into Central Park. That part looks really um, rough, but other than that, everything else in the movie is phenomenal. Um, But I think it was funny. I I don't. It wasn't offensive. (laughs) Like like a lot of people were saying, it didn't ruin my childhood. Um. So that's interesting. That's interesting to hear, because I mean,
1: I, I didn't, I've not watched it. I don't plan on watching it personally, but it's interesting to hear your review on it. I mean, it, it's, you know, I, I I, le- I like how you said from the beginning, you went in with an open mind. Like I'm gonna give it a, ch- a chance. I mean, for me, what made me kind of go wow this movie may not be may not be good not necessarily all the negative stuff like that was already making me think oh you know critics aren't liking it as much it was making me skeptical but then i had also heard a report that melissa mccarthy like halfway through filming it man this movie's not that good like you know in the middle of filming um so that made me concerned that That made me concerned but hey you know if they they did what they did and if you thought it was fun then that's interesting,
0: but guys, yeah, this yeah. is the first on No Low Time podcast a review with Obed. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't bad. I mean, check it out for for what it's worth, it because <laughs> it's yeah. it's not it's not it's not a terrible movie. Um, and 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 I'm gonna segue now, Joel, into a, an, another sort of review, and this is more of a tech review. So I watched this movie on 4K HDR um, because I got my hands on. Uh, the Sony UBP-X800 4K Blu-ray player. Oh, can you hear the angels singing? Yeah, it's glorious 4K. <laughs> yeah. 4K it, screen with a 4K player with a 4K Blu-ray. Exactly. So um yeah, so I watched on this thing in in um the the movie itself and, and I'm going to be bluntly honest with you Joel um, because you know, I am and, and you know, I'm a tech guy and if things are worth it and they're not I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot it out there. So I got this as, as you know for Father's Day and um, you know, easy he set up and it's it, the the build quality on the device itself and I'm gonna talk about the device itself and then I'm gonna talk about the movie experience it, so the device itself it, it feels premium it feels it's hefty. It's heavy. I think that it weighs like eight pounds. I think it, it weights it weighs as much as My ps4 I think wow It's heavy. It's it's pretty hefty and Very well constructed all metal. It doesn't have the only thing plastic is just the the front where it has you know the uh, uh the tray, but it's all metal all around and uh, Very well constructed, you know, the remote is a standard remote uh, it has two HDMI out in the back, so it has an HDMI out that carries both video and audio, and it has an HDMI out just for audio only. And the reason they do this, Joel, is because not uh, now now they do, but not a lot of people still own uh, home theater receivers that have pass through for 4K so they do this so you can just run one hdmi cable to the tv so you can get your uninterrupted uh 4k hdr hdr signal and then connect your audio to your um uh, to your receiver Uh, other than that standard ethernet port usb uh and uh it has an analog uh or or it's rca digital out basically um that has in the back um and and Joel, one thing that I I kind of didn't like is that Sony changed the UI on their Blu-ray players. I guess. Oh, okay. And I don't I don't know if this is across the board, but it looks really plain. It's like, here's here's a bunch of squares with apps. Here's your settings, and that's it. Huh? Can I um, put so- that PS4 money in? Yeah. So. I, I don't know. Do you do you own a a standalone Blu-ray Joe like a like a Sony Blu-ray player or something like that, or use your I, PS3? I, I do.
1: I I have a Sony PS. Uh, sorry, I have a Sony uh, Blu-ray player, standalone Blu-ray player, and, and it the, the UI looks the same as the PS3 blu uh, UI. If I could you know compare that, that's the
0: one that I have. Exactly. So I had I had I had a Blu-ray player. Um, that died uh, it that probably that about a year ago. I had it for a very long time for from like 2009 probably and And the UI was the same as the ps3 so it was the cross media bar um, Yeah, and that's and that's cool. It looks cool. Uh, I like that. Um, I, I didn't mind it on the ps3 some people hated it I liked it a lot. It, I, I thought it was really innovative. It makes sense uh, yeah, but this is just a you know bunch of squares and and your settings button and that's pretty much it so it's really underwhelming uh, but the device itself it's quiet um you know you you can't hear the fan um like i said build quality is very very solid um and the the read speeds for the disc it's just like a dvd so it reads really fast uh and it's really quiet so uh just that by itself is is just it's a huge plus, even, um, even if I don't like the UI because I really don't like it. Um, and then, so I watched Ghostbusters on, uh, on, on 4K HDR. Uh, the more noticeable HDR moments uh, were mostly when, when they used the proton packs and, and uh, when there were some you know ghost explosions uh, and, and some of the visual effects. Uh, kind of glowed uh, on a different type of lighting uh, versus the rest of the movie, so that's where you notice, you really notice the HDR effect on the TV. And this is again, it's really hard to explain uh, if you're not watching it. It it, it what they say on, on whenever you watch an E3 video or something where they said it, it's like, oh yeah, this thing runs on HDR, and it's really hard to explain, and you guys at home can't see it. When they say that, believe me, it's it's true. They're not making it up, because wow. you really, yeah, you really have to be there and see it, so you can see. Okay, this looks different. Um. So um, I mean, and I and, and I watched it on my TV, and and the the TV I got, I I got a Sony. It's a it's the uh, XBR eight hundred and fifty D model, twenty sixteen model, and um. You know, full HDR HDR10 compatible, um and, and I spent hours calibrating this thing too. <laughs> it's not like I'm just you know using the standard. Con- no man, I I sit down and I I I finagled around with settings on 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 this TV for at least a couple hours. And I believe you know, it. Yeah, I spent spent quite a lot of time. Uh, With with calibration on on that TV, so it looks really good. It looks really sharp Um, And the HDR effect looks cool. I don't think it's Enough for people to you know go holy crap This looks phenomenal because when you look at HDR on say when you go to Best Buy and you go over to uh, The Samsung or the Sony section where they had had those HDR loops running um, Or you know they're they're meant to be demos. Uh, they're not you know representative of how the TV is going to look when you're when you get home. And in the movie looked really sharp. It looked really good. Uh, the lighting was good. And I think the biggest difference is was just the HDR made the difference. Overall picture quality. And I've tried it with because I tested the the player with other with regular Blu-rays. Uh, but an upscaled Blu-ray looks as good to me, Joe. It looks as good as, as a 4K Blu-ray movie. Wow. Just as good because you're, you know, the upscaling. And I know that uh, this Blu-ray player has a lot of video processing that uh, that really helps out with that. So, uh, uh, man, and we, I tested it with Beauty and the Beast, and it looked like... A 4k movie um you can't really tell the difference when you can tell the difference when the hdr kicks in you know when you have when you have effects that are hdr enabled then you can see uh the difference other example i can give you Joe. i watched a piece of a uh, part of logan uh remember I, I i told you that i bought i've had bought logan on 4k yep um, so I watched it on Blu- on regular Blu-ray the first time and I was upscaling uh, the PS3 through my receiver and I put Logan on 4k and I was like wait This looks exactly the same and so <laughs> So to me the, the part that looked different to me when it was when they get to uh, Reno is that they get to hide from uh, right from right a lot of guys there they're say chasing them and and you know when you get the lights, the you know the street lights and the and the lights in the hotel, that's when you see the difference. So it's like oh yeah, these lights look really bright. Um, so that's when you see the difference. But other than that, is it worth it? I mean, if you're a, if you're a video file and you really like your movies to you look phenomenal, and you know no compromise, sure. Um, but if you have a decent Blu-ray player. That does up conversion to upscaling to 4K. I think you're fine. I think you can hold off for a couple of years, and just to watching this Joel, makes me kind of understand uh, what Sony did with the PS4 Pro by not putting a 4K drive on it. Because wow, it's weird. It's it's one of those things. It's like, all right, this is gonna blow my mind. And yeah, it looks great, but it didn't blow my mind. Um, it, it it's it's a it's a cool device. It looks really nice, man, because it looks premium. So so just just having that, it 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 looks it looks really cool. Uh, would I recommend getting a, a 4K Blu-ray player? Sure, I, I wouldn't go for DLG. It's really plasticky. I saw it. Uh, the Samsung's really plasticky too, but it's better than DLG. Uh, but so for the affordable. Uh, For cable blu-ray players if you're in the market uh, This one's probably gonna be the best one because of the build quality Um, And you know these things can be updated so I'm sure Sony can update the uh, um, The UI I was gonna say that they can fix that yeah, they could that's that's fixable But yeah, man. I mean uh, on underwhelmed but but excited at the same time because when when you have like dark scenes with lighting it looks really nice it looks really cool uh but just a a, a well-lit scene of people like talking on in the street it looks exact. to me it looks exactly the same as a blu-ray as a regular blu-ray so it's very interesting
1: very very interesting because as as you're saying all this i'm just thinking to myself you know different scenarios like you know is this you know, I understand that you know, 4K is something that a lot of people still have time to catch on to. Like, it's the name is known, the technology is known, it's 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 out there. But I don't feel many people have converted to it yet, just in general instead of having 4K televisions. Uh, so unless you're someone in the market for a new television, maybe you maybe you have. But I think over the last you know two three years, I think there's still a lot of people that need to get converted. And uh, you know. 4K, it goes the same way, I think, with the 4K Blu-ray players and the 4K discs themselves. I think it's something that the technology is amazing, but it's really going to take time for people to really take a hold of also how to create film and media that actually utilizes HDR and utilizes the 4K technology that you can actually appreciate it more. Um, it, it's it's it, In some ways, it is ahead of its time, just because I think, like, yeah. I think, like, once you start getting... And, you know, to say what you will of these movies, but, you know, like, like the Michael Bay, you know, Transformers movies, he uses new technology when he creates them, so he uses these IMAX cameras that are new and with 3D and, and whatnot. So I can imagine those kinds of films being rendered out in 4K and then being played on a 4K Blu-ray player with a, you know, 4K television HDR. I can imagine what something like that would look like. Just as an example... I think the technology itself also has to improve because if you're just using a, a standard HD camera, then you it's it's almost like upscaling even in the process of how it's exporting onto these discs,
0: you know, yeah. the, the, the conversion process. Yeah. What I'm gonna try and do is uh, I'm gonna try and grab an older movie. I'm gonna see if I can grab either the original Ghostbusters or Labyrinth or or something like that that's older and 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 see if there's a difference on all their movies Uh, but at least on a modern movie based you know what the way that video is encoded on regular blu-rays compared to this 4k blu-rays um it it, you know to me it it it, the the jump does not justify spending you know two thousand dollars on a tv and a a blu-ray player or two thousand dollars on a tv and uh you know uh the the xbox uh, one x or, or 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 the even the s with the uh, with the UHD player so so yeah man that's what i got for you guys i got a i got our kind of like our first review uh joel i know that we have a bunch of movie news that are, yes. are happening yes yes so
1: i apologize in advance guys but it's a lot of movie news but it's interesting movie news this is just so happens the stuff that came out um Again, you guys know me. I'm a Spider Man guy. So, the first thing I'm going to jump into is the news coming out of Sony. There's a lot to talk about here. There's a lot of stuff going on um, with Sony and their Spider Man universe. Uh, you know, from when we last spoke, from our, I think it was episode four, I want to say, where we talked about the Symbiote Rises episode. I think it was titled, or episode yeah. three, was that? Um, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I know we're cranking these things out, but uh, yeah, I know we talked about the news in regards to Tom Hardy playing Venom, they were making a Venom movie, but the, the thing that was being speculated is that it was going to be outside of the MCU, it was going to be outside of even the Spider-Man, Spider-Man films that Sony themselves were putting out. That was That was the word that we were told, or at least was insinuated to us. So we thought, okay, because it's going to be this rated R thing, Venom's going to be his own thing. I was happy about Tom Hardy as an actor, and many of you heard, I was like, I'm going to be optimistic because of the the creative people behind the scenes with this, but I wasn't too fond of the idea of him not being in the same world as Spider-Man. Like, That's the reason you have this character is because of Spider-Man, not the other way around. So apparently... You know, there's videos you can watch the video itself. It's a you know it's a funny video to watch. I, I highly <laughs> recommend it. But in a press junket now that um, you know Marvel and Sony are prepared to put this film out next month for Spider Man Homecoming, they're doing their rounds of press, and so the head of Marvel Studios Kevin Feige and the head of Sony uh, their film uh, unit is Amy Pascal. And they both were sitting down doing an interview. I forget with which media outlet, um, but they were sitting down doing an interview, and someone brought up to Amy Pascal about you know the progress and 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 what's going on with the Venom movies and the Silver Sable move, Silver Sable and Black Cat um, movies that they're supposed to be doing. Uh, out, that are supposed to be outside of Spider-Man universe. They made it clear in their question, and her response. I'm quoting it. She says. Well, those movies will all take place in the world that we are now creating for Peter Parker. They'll be adjuncts to it. It may be a different location, but it will still be in the same world, and they will be connected to each other as well. What? Fanboys got excited, like myself. We're happy. We're happy about this. We're saying, "Oh my goodness, you mean like Venom could interact with?" You know the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, come on! Like, this is this is perfect. Um, but at the same time, a lot of a lot of people were just cracking up because when you watch the video, she's just talking very seriously, and Kevin Feige's face is like, what? <laughs> he's given He's blinking like a <laughs> mile a minute. His his mouth like just like just gets totally still, and he's taken back. Like, like this is news to me, <laughs> you know. And he's like. This is like we're the ones, you know, putting these movies out.
0: And we're like, yeah. okay, it's really funny. It's like, what is she talking about? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: it, so I'm just, I'm watch, I'm watching this, and I'm just laughing because I'm saying, I'm, I'm happy with the news. I'm not upset with it by any means. But this just shows how crazy, and honestly, how crazy Sony is. Like, they're, they're when it comes to their films with Spider Man, they contradicted themselves when they were doing the amazing spider-man 2 movie they're like oh we're gonna do this sinister sex
0: movie and we're gonna do this thing oh and that they start finding- may movie remember when they <laughs> said oh we're gonna do an Anne may movie and she was like a, a world Two spy or something <laughs> yeah and
1: mind so you that weird. that was from maybe pascal's email address those things were found yeah. so so all these crazy ideas and then now we have this this week, not only the confirmation of, okay, that from her mouth, I mean unless she retracts this, she said that it's in the same world, so then now we have then the news coming out about the Venom movie saying okay, now we're going to introduce Carnage, and Carnage is going to be the main villain in this movie, so okay, that's a lot to do in one movie, just introduce the mythology of Venom, and then introduce the mythology of Carnage all in one movie, but if they feel they can do that, then they're going for it, and then having Then they're saying that they're going to do a standalone Mysterio and Craven movie. And yeah, I
0: heard about
1: that. Yeah. And Amy Pascal, if by any reason or any chance you're listening to the No Low Time podcast, I have a message. I have a message for you, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get too excited. This is the problem I've had with them. They have. One of the best characters and some of the best villains in the Marvel Universe, Spider-Man has some of the best rogues that he's fought. Uh, it, it, just Norman Osborn himself has has been used so much, but there's so much more than him. And yeah. they're trying to make – there's the, I feel like they got a taste of how much money they're going to make from Homecoming. And I strongly believe – mark my words, guys – I believe this is a sleeper hit. I think that people know it's going to do well, but I think people are going to be shocked at how well it's going to do.
0: yeah. Uh, and I think it's you gonna do iron. well. Yeah, I think it's gonna do well because it's also gonna be a good Spider-Man movie, which we haven't had since Spider-Man 2. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's gonna be critically well received, which is gonna cause great word of mouth. I
1: think it's a film that both young people can enjoy. I think it's a mm-hmm. film that anyone can really enjoy. It's multi-ethnic in the cast, it's well well represented of New York. Yep. It's very true to the characters, uh, you know. High school origins. This guy actually looks believable in high school, um, not like you know Garfield or
0: Maguire, who were pretending to be yeah, high Garfield, schoolers. Garfield was like thirty, right, when he played the on uh, I mean, since man one. Oh my goodness, oh, it took, took me out of it. Yeah, it's
1: crazy. Although I will throw in they're not as bad as the *Fantastic Four movie where you have these thirty-year-old people walking around with with you know fourteen-year-old kids walking around them. <laughs> And you're supposed to believe that, yeah. Which, which fantastic for a
0: fan stick or? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> I'm not even going to go off on that movie. All right, but, all right. back, back on track.
1: Back, back on track. But, Cra- but Craven and Mysterio, don't make those movies. Put Make a Craven movie in a Spider Man movie. Let that be like Spider Man, like the third Spider Man in this new trilogy, be like Craven's Last Hunt. Don't make his own movie. Don't make a Mysterio standalone movie. Stick to Spider-Man, do it right. That's what I gotta say. What do you think about
0: this, Obed? Yeah, I think I think what uh, I think Amy Pascal's just acting casual and throwing it out there. It's like, hey, you can use, you may be able to use Venom on, on one of your, you know, uh, Avengers movies or or one of the other movies, and that way we'll get some money out of it too. So I think it's just her being a, a really sneaky business person. <laughs> and trying to get the most of it um i'm excited for the venom, for the venom movie and um and um and, and having carnage as a villain uh would work but then we were talking about this over lunch and then it occurred to me it's like what if they actually are able to pull off like a maximum carnage movie because you know what if they can get cap in it and they can get cloaking dagger and iron fist and you know all these other characters from from the uh, uh mcu um in in you know a, a maximum carnage movie that would be i would be pretty sweet i'll be really excited for that i'll be first in line <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah
1: so so we had some other interesting news also come out this week um in the same week we had han the han solo entitled Sp- star wars movie we had them lose their directors uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller and then today in the same week get the new director Ron Howard very unique situation none of us saw this coming if you saw this coming I don't know how you saw this because who when's the last time I can't remember Um, I'm not a crazy film person in general but last time in the very middle of filming losing a director directors that's crazy
0: yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty crazy, and and uh, a lot of people were nervous when, um, when the new uh, news came out that uh, Phil Lord and, and Chris Miller got let go basically by Kathleen Kennedy. Um, so a lot of people are worried. I I'm still kind of worried about what the outcome is. Um, I. It, Kathleen Kennedy, to me, is one of those untouchable Hollywood people, you know, alongside uh, Spielberg and, and Scorsese. You know, they can do pretty much whatever they want, and and in the end, it usually works out fine um, because they, you know, they, they're they so experienced, and they're so good at what they do. Um, but I'm, I'm still kind of nervous, but uh, Joel, who's, uh, who's going to be taking over?
1: Yeah, so We got the news about the creative differences that stop these guys, and then we find out, well, Ron Howard is going to be the one who's going to assume directorial duties. It was really quick, a matter of two days. They got Ron Howard to step in. He's stepping in to film this film. He's he's done other stuff for Lucasfilm before. Uh, He's done a lot of different types of things. He also was someone... Who apparently in the initial phases of when George Lucas was putting together the Phantom Menace, he, he was actually going to be the original director of the Phantom Menace, actually. Um, so that that's yeah. that that's interesting. But
0: Ron Howard and, and and George Lucas go way back. Uh, Ron Howard was on American Graffiti, which yep. was uh, George Lucas pretty much his first hit movie uh, before before. Um, uh, the original Star Wars back in the 70s, so uh, and you know and Harrison Ford of course Was in American Graffiti, so you know th- this guy's go way back uh, And I'm assuming Ron Howard and Kathleen Kennedy go way back and Ron Howard has done uh, Some really good movies over the years that I've really enjoyed um, you know like the uh, uh, pull of 13 and and In uh, other movies in the back in the 90s, you know, during the last few, you know, seven, eight years, uh, he hasn't been that great, but he he got chops, you know, back in the 90s and 80s. Uh, He was, he's he's a great director, so I'm sure that he's going to try his best and make this the best Star Wars movie he can make, but we'll see. I agree,
1: I agree, because initially when we were talking about this, we were saying, like, who would step in? You were the one who actually said Ron Howard would be perfect. And I was like, okay, that's actually not someone I thought of, because the first person I thought of was the guy who directed Rogue One. I was like, look, he he understands how to create something that's canon to an already existing world, so I thought he nailed Rogue One. It would be great to get him to come in and do Han Solo, but Ron Howard, I, I think it's a safe choice. He's a friend of Kathleen's. And you don't say no to Kathleen, like you just said there. Yeah. I think it, I think that's the right decision. It reminds me the same way Marvel had with Ant Man. Ant Man, the, the difference with them is they lost in pre-production. They were in the writing phases um, they, that they lost Edgar Wright. But look, if if Kevin Feige says I don't think we're gonna do something else, you you listen because so far the formula has worked. You know, um, it hasn't failed them ne- in a major way. So Star Wars keep going.
0: Yeah, yeah um you know we'll see we'll see what happens but i i i trust kathleen kennedy's judgment uh uh you know this, and not to disparage uh you know the 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 work of uh you know uh lloyd miller but i think they're great and they were a great choice um but i also trust uh star wars and i especially kathleen kennedy that she has a zeal over over the brand that That I really appreciate. So absolutely. So I I trust her decision. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Joel, I'm I'm pretty excited. Something was announced this week that was kind of teased. Um, over the last couple of weeks, is that Sega is bringing a lot of their uh, library out on mobile. Um, And uh, this is part of an initiative that they're calling Sega Forever. And uh, they are bringing uh, a lot of their classic titles. Uh, some people are saying that they're bringing all of their titles out. Uh, they they really haven't said that. Um, it, they are bringing a lot of their titles out on on uh, iOS and Android. And um, and it looks like it's a, it's an initiative that Sega is taking very seriously. And you know they're uh, uh, they're going to put out uh, their dirt IPs out there for. Uh, for for people to enjoy so uh right now what's what's available from this collection is uh the original sonic the hedgehog for that genesis uh altered Beasts, yeah which which doesn't specify if it's the genesis version or or the arcade version i'm assuming it's the genesis version based on the app cover uh because it does have like a like that checkered uh uh pattern with the the black checker pattern pattern that the genesis uh um original genesis cases had uh next game uh they the other games that they announced is uh fantasy star 2 which is a phenomenal rpg kid chameleon it's not that great it's it's fine uh and comic zone which is actually pretty good it's a really hard game uh a lot of people say it's overrated uh i think it's it's a good game um so yeah and then they they have a lot of other games that are coming out i believe they uh They've already announced uh, a, a virtual tennis, and um, really interesting stuff, man. Uh, I think uh, this this is a great idea to have people experience your um, your classic IPs, and um, also for game preservation. You know, these things are out there, and uh, you know everyone can have their uh, their hands on them, and uh, and this is uh, free to play. Um, I believe this is just a you know it's free. To, they there will be a free. To, they are free to play with ad support. You can turn off the ads by you know paying a fee. Um, but uh, but we'll see where this goes. Um, really interesting stuff. Um, uh, yes, it looks like the altered beast version is the Genesis version. Um, gotcha. I just I just, I can tell just by looking at at a screenshot they have because they they look they look really different. Um, it's it's basically the same game it's just that the look of it is really different uh and I, on their side they do advertise like Saturn and Dreamcast so we'll see where this goes I, I mean the mobile a uh, mobile phone can definitely run all those type of games
1: absolutely uh,
0: so I'm really happy to see Sega doing some sort of preservation and and of course the Sega during, during the last few years have been trading their fan base uh really well um and uh, and I heard that there's a uh, Genesis, uh, kind of like the NES Mini. Oh, really? Uh, that's coming out later this year. It's going to be made by a third party called Ad Games. Uh, they were big in South America making Genesis clones. And, um, and, and uh, I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to have HDMI out, support original Genesis controllers, and I think built-in is going to have like 60 games. So pretty cool stuff, man
1: nice nice yeah i when i saw that they were bringing all these back i know right away i'm downloading sonic the hedgehog it's out already now so I'm, i'll yeah. do it for sure but it's, it's, it's you never know when you're sitting somewhere and you know and you, you have some a moment and you just jump on your phone and play a fun classic game nothing wrong with that yeah for sure <laughs> uh so the last bit of film news for you guys here is uh, from the world of marvel They have, uh, there was an interview with Scarlett Johansson that was this last week. She was on the late night show with Stephen Colbert and she was talking about her different projects, you know, being funny. And then, of course, he asked a question about Avengers because that's what they're filming right now. And they asked her about Avengers Infinity War, uh, you know, how is it being with the cast, how big of a cast is it. And she went on the record and she said that it, it, it has more than 60 Marvel characters in one scene. And she backtracks herself in it. It's, you gotta watch the video. So she says, like, it could be like 32, or it's like 32 to 60 characters. And even 32 characters. I mean, come on. Obed and I were sitting down, um, you know, having lunch. And we said, let's just just on top of our head, just real quickly count off how many of these characters we could try to count. I think we maybe got to 20.
0: I think we, we were got like 20. I think we got with like 28 counting, uh counting the Netflix guys.
1: The Netflix, Ages of Shield. I mean, we were like, who can we throw in here? So she, I mean, she was joking. She's like, there were so many of us. I was bumping into crew members and I didn't know if they were an actor or not, like, because there's just so many guys in costume. Uh, you know, as Marvel characters that are going to be in an amazing Infinity War sequence, so as a fan, that gets me really excited because that means that we're going to get some serious payoff for all these people who have a con in their contracts that they can be in, in a film shared. You know what? I've been the kind of guy. I know, like you have movies like Spider-Man 3 and other films where they just try and force all this stuff. I, I trust the Russo brothers that the story is going to be solid, but when it comes to you're us it's an Infinity War. I want to see every. I don't care what you got to do. Throw all these random characters out there, and just unless, you know, don't don't give us you know, um, you know, piss pop Pete or anything crazy like that, right? But but give us a bunch of these amazing characters that we've wanted to see that have already been in their films or not even yet. And just throw them in the scene and just let us see like civil war i mean i sat back with the fight scene there and that's just a handful of characters and i was breathless so this is going to be amazing
0: yeah it's going to be really interesting and if they have 60 characters i mean uh, that's that's pretty crazy man they have to bring absolutely everyone and I mean, can you imagine if they bring the X Men in? I would lose my mind, man. I think you and everyone in the theater. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they do something, even like 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 we've talked in the past, and even if they bring in Wolverine and 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 Professor Xavier, that that'd be crazy. That would be that would be that would lose my mind over that, man.
1: I can tell that'd you right crazy. now, it's not going to happen. But if it did,
0: but if it did, a, oh, man, can man. a man can dream. A man can dream. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of movie news uh, happening this week. Uh, you know, as the summer progresses and we get movies coming out, uh, we get you know all these interviews and 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 whatnot coming out, and that's that's great, man. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. A lot yeah. Of stuff. So next, a lot of, hmm? oh no,
1: yeah, I know it's a lot, of, a lot of movie news. But next week, in my what's up section, I will also be doing a film review again like you said summer so there's a bunch of movies coming out and I was given the opportunity um you know what I'm gonna do it I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it whether whether I regret it or not which probably will but you know we're gonna go for it I'm gonna go see transformers no. so, so uh I, I will I will tell you guys all about it next episode so make sure you listen in to hear my rants
0: on transformers okay. the last night okay from our from what I heard it's it's not as bad as the last one but that's not saying much because the last one was really bad. Oh man! Oh. Yeah, yeah. I it's 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 it's, just, it's like it's become generic. Uh, what they've done with, with the fan, with the Transformers franchise, and you know, and the thing is that they keep making money, so they're not gonna take it away from Michael Bay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Things, man, it's like they don't care if it's good or bad. It's making money. I don't care. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Greedy Studios. Yeah, crazy stuff, man. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with movie news, and then uh, now that the dust is settled, settling on E3, um, and, and now with uh, with us having a, a few days off in the in the coming weeks, uh, we will definitely have a lot to talk about in the next couple of episodes. Um, so, Joe, well, where can everyone find us? Absolutely. Uh,
1: so, thank you guys for listening to this episode of No Low Time with myself and Obed. Uh, you know, it's always our pleasure to have you guys here. Uh, please make sure to stay connected with us on social media by following us at no Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Again, that's at no Low Time. Also, please make sure to subscribe to the show on Google Play and iTunes. If you ever have any questions for us or want to send any feedback, please send us an email at time at
0: gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, guys. All right. Thanks, Will. And um, as always, guys, we'll leave you with uh, the second of the show. And uh, this one's from uh, one of my favorites from uh, back in the day, but this is a little bit of a remix of it. So this is originally from uh, Mega Man X2 for the uh, Super NES, and uh, this is Zero's themed. And uh, the original composer for this song is Yuki Y, and it was remixed by uh, Hideyuki Fukasawa, for Marvelous for Marvelous Capcom 3, so I'll leave you with that version. Um, so uh, it's a really hype song again. I'm 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 getting all these fighting game hype songs, man, and I I really think I'm gonna get back on it. Good, good, <laughs> do it, do it. So th- thank you guys for so much for joining us, and uh, you guys have a g- great rest of your week and great weekend, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Thanks, guys.